Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia, and we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How are you doing? Doing better. Doing better. better. Oh, you were sick, weren't you? Yeah, man. Yeah, (sighs) yeah. I was... uh, It was rough, man. Really? You You were sick, sick. So you was down. I was down. Man down. Down down bad. (laughs) (laughs) Down bad. And look, anybody who knows me, man, I try to... Did you take medicine? I actually, I took Tylenol. I never what? take, yeah, I, that's all I did, though. Yeah, yeah. You had body aches? Yeah, I was bad. I was I was hurting. Yeah, I was hurting. Really? Yeah, I was hurting, man. Yeah, it was, oh, it was wow. down. I think, because um, last Saturday, we had, uh, Atlantic Bay had their, our company party, mm-hmm. um, you know, where they give out the awards from the previous year, um, kind of just celebrate. And so, uh, Brooke and I went to that, and that was a really good time, and, uh, after that, that was Saturday night. So Sunday, I came home. You know, my son had a basketball game, so we got him ready for that. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, he scored four points. Um, okay. He, so he he scored multiple times. This is the first game where he's actually scored more than once. Um, All and right, they, little, Steph, little Steph Curry. Yeah, Look. man. Yeah. He, he, like I said, he I know I say every week on the podcast, but he's loving basketball. And um, it was pretty cool because he actually got player of the week this week so nice. you know they gave him an award and all of that and they won again they've only lost one game so far so um you know i think they got two more left um but yeah it's you know so anyway after that we went back up to the gym because his game was at like 12 something on sunday uh-huh. we went back up to the gym at like around four to see um one of brooks friends sons play basketball he's a little old. he's like i think 12 or 13 okay. um so we watched them play and i started to kind of feel a little weird then and then, like, that evening, I was just, like, not feeling good. And then, like, literally Sunday till probably maybe yesterday, I want to say. It's like yesterday I felt probably, like, 80%, 90%. Now I feel pretty much I'm, like, 95%. I'm good. I'm just a little little congested a little bit, but, like, I'm not hurting. Like, I was – but Sunday, Monday, and, like, into Tuesday, yeah, I was down, man. That joint was, like – felt, I felt COVID-ish. Oh. I felt COVID-ish, man. I, like, I, it really felt pretty bad. I, I don't – the thing about me, though, man, is, like, Brooke kept telling me I should go to the doctor and stuff, man, but I don't like going to the doctor. Like, I, yeah. I felt bad, but I didn't feel like I was, like, like you know. That's like, how I am. Real, real I, I got to be, like, for me to get up and go to the doctor and sit, like, anywhere when I don't feel good, I have to be down bad. Yeah, yeah. I was hurting. <laughs> but. I was hurting. Like I, like, I remember I had COVID, like, two years ago, I think it was now, and. It was like that? Nah, it wasn't quite that bad. It okay. was it was close though. It was close. It was it was it was close. It felt close in the moment, probably. Nah, COVID. <laughs> I, it, there was moments in COVID where I had to talk to the father. Like <laughs> I had to talk to the father because <laughs> that joint. That is funny, especially the beginning of it. Like before I knew it was COVID. Yeah. Like, I, I kept going to the bathroom, just like splash of water on my face, just trying to figure out like <laughs> what's going on. You know what I mean? Like I was really like. It's some serious pain, and then that kind of subsided after the first day, and it was just kind of just like I didn't, I want, I didn't have any energy. Yeah. This this time, you know, it was just like, you know, I had kind of the, you know, get hot and cold, and then like I just felt uncomfortable. My energy was low, and then um, I, ha- I had uh, my throat was pretty sore as well. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Look, my all three of my kids were sick like two weeks ago, and I was, I was literally doing that the same thing, praying to God yeah. that I did not get sick. Yeah. I was like, I just can't afford to be sick. And I, they, you know, you know how kids are. They want to be cuddly. So they were all under mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, oh, my God, please no, please no, mm-hmm. please no. Don't let me get sick. And I did not get sick. So I was That's happy. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I'm doing better. 
I'm feeling better. It's Friday. I'm feeling a lot, like I said, a lot, lot better. So I'm I'm doing good. What about you? Um, so this past weekend, I was supposed to go to the Atlantic Bay party. I mean, I bought a dress and everything, but it was hard finding. So it's like a, it's like the, it's something that you put underneath your dress and I needed it to be strapless. And. It's about a bra? Strapless? No, it ain't no. a bra. Okay. It's like. It was it was it was for my butt. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like it's like to smooth out your your oh, yeah. skin. I, about. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name. But they I have like about. shorts. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm not a sh- like I'm not wearing shorts or anything. But it was like I needed the the dress version. So I think people wear it like when they get married. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't find anything where I could go in the store and look because. What happens with me is is sometimes um, when I, I wear a, a larger bottom than I do my top. And so if I buy things it and I get it larger from my butt area, it it's too big for my chest area. Yeah. So then it doesn't. And so, right. yeah, yeah, so I couldn't find anything in person and I needed it. Gotcha. So. So I had been looking for a few come, weeks. You didn't come to the awards, man, because of that? That's yeah, absolutely. That's exactly why I didn't come. That's and that's I wasn't going to buy another dress. So, it, you know, it was like, yeah, so. hey, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, I'll be fine. And I so feel you. I feel you. what I ended up doing was is me and um, a group of girls um, went to Chef's Kitchen and Cocktails in Norfolk, a little intimate place where you can um, hang out or whatever. And then it was funny because a couple of the people, they ended up, like, not going. So it was just me and my homegirl. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple drinks. We ate. And uh, we had a good time. And then That's we ended up going to the grain. So we hung out. And then I came home. So we started at, like, 4. I was home by 9.30. Okay. It That's was a perfect. sweet spot. Yeah, sweet Oh, spot. yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, because I ain't going to lie. When I was at the... Um, the, the like I said, the awards uh, ceremony. It started at six. Got there. We're actually running late. Uh, my mom, she was watching the kids. She came late. My mom. That's one of the things I got to get on her for that man. Every time that she's supposed to watch the kids when I'm supposed to go somewhere, she always late, man. Always late. That's always your fault. Late. I actually remember one time I went. Where were we going? We went to. Uh, how's that my fault? Because when you when you oh. know that someone is habitually late, you know oh, that. Oh, yeah, tell them a, a different time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. You know that. But it's my mama, man. I guess I'm always leaving hope that it's not going to be like that the next time. I mean, you and can mama... keep hoping, but you, if you, if. <laughs> hey, mama making me look bad out to, here, if, man. Come if, on, mama. If this didn't happen consecutively over yeah, years. I missed it. Then look. instead of saying six, just be like, look, we got to be, we got to be go by five. Yeah, and then she get there at six and then you good. That's true. I mean, I ain't telling you to tell her three. Yeah. But I mean. Because like I even, I mean, we missed, I, mean, I was real pissed off. This was like maybe two years ago. I actually missed a flight because of my mom. Like, I actually had to, I think it was one of the times I went to Vegas, um, I had to, like, I, m- I missed the flight because she got there late, and then by the time, you know how you get to the airport, like, if you haven't checked in within 45 minutes of when the flight's taken off, then you they just don't let you check in. So right? why didn't you check in on your phone? You didn't know that? Didn't I that? think it was a, a, a just a storm of bad things. I felt like I, I thought I had checked in on my phone, but I guess I actually didn't do it. Oh. 
or I think it was something where like I thought Brooke did it and she thought I did it, so we both just like didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was something where it was just like something between us that just failed in that regard. And on top of that, the snowball, my mom came late and then we ended up having to catch another flight or whatever, man. But, oh, um, wow. But yeah, so, my, um, but anyway, I got there, we got there to the uh, event, like right, right about 6.30, 6.45. Now at the, ho- down at the, uh, it was at the Weston and Town Center. Most people who's from here understand and know that area. But what was going on also that evening was a gymnastics competition. So when I tell you it was flooded, down here as far as just like Oh, people. so that makes sense because I was oh. at the grain and it was a bunch of kids. Oh, my God. They're late God. at night oh. and they were all dolled up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, see, that's, you're in the grain. That's Norfolk. So we, we Virginia Beach was actually where the, where it was at. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. So you had a lot of people who were staying at the Westin. So when I'm talking about traffic, like once we got down to town center, like we got there at like 620, we didn't get parked until like damn near seven o'clock. Like mm. it took forty minutes just to park, you know what wow. I mean. So it was, it was crazy. But um, we had a good time. I got recognized. I got a, um, I made top fifty net revenue this year. Um, so I made the sales trip. So I'm excited about that. Congratulations. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So that should be, uh, that should be dope. I, last year I didn't make the sales trip, but this year I did. So it's at, uh, it's in St. Thomas this year. So I've never been there before. So it should be a good time. It's coming up actually here in, uh, next shoot, month. Yeah, March, late March, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was really cool. But um, but yeah, yeah, this the award ceremony was dope. Um, you know, got to see everybody dressed up. You know, having a couple of cocktails. People you normally don't see, you know, at the office. You Came know, kind of yeah, with the hair a little, you know, down a little bit. You know okay. what I'm saying? You know, so it was uh, it was it was a good time. It was a really good time. I, but I was the point I was trying to make was Brooke and I, man, like around like eight thirty nine o'clock, we was kind of tired, man. We was like, look, it's you know, like it kind of got a little. Stagged for a while, so we ended up leaving and getting some food. Like went to Yard House, and then went to um, what's the spot name? Um, local sea, uh, legal seafoods. Went there as well, get a couple of drinks, um, and then we end up, you know, like we got a, a hotel there, so we stayed there. But uh, but yeah, we was tired, man. Like you said, when you that little sweet spot around like nine nine thirty, yeah, that you know that, that's, was, that's that time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I was ready. I yeah. said, oh, okay, this is perfect. I came home that night. I washed my hair. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just was chilling. Yeah. Like, it was it was nice. I was out. I was done. And I was back home at a decent hour, and I still was able to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, because, you know, you you out all night. You come home, take a shower, and then, you know, I just wash my hair. I was like, oh, well, yeah. let's go ahead and knock this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like I said, ever since then, I, I got I was under the weather for a little bit, but I'm good now. Bounce back. Um, a couple things that... Uh, I know we've been seeing here. I know on uh, on Sunday something I also did check out was the sixty minutes interview that uh, Jerome Powell did. Yeah, um, the head of the Fed chair. Um, you know, he spoke about because they had the uh, Fed meeting the previous week, and so you know he had uh, you know some decent comments. I mean, they did say that he doesn't anticipate a, uh, a rate cut in March, which had a slightly negative impact on rates. Um, and then he kind of like on his interview on Sunday, he kind of doubled down by saying that. And he also kind of made it. It's funny how, the, how how when when he speaks, how he moves the market, man. Like he's very, very powerful. His words are when it comes to like, you know, the the interest rate market and the mortgage in the mortgage space, man. But, um, you know, he 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 said he was optimistic. of obviously of rates being cut this year, the Fed rate. 
Um, but as far as like when that's going to start, he didn't really leave very many signs of when that's going to start. And so that kind of left a negative imprint <laughs> when it comes to rates because, you know, folks were thinking it was going to start in March. And then he was like, nah, it's definitely not starting in March. And he's like, honestly, I don't know exactly when. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that kind of had a negative reaction when it came to the race. So, you know, earlier this week, I mean, we've been having kind of a, a, a upward tick in, uh, in interest rates. I'm we, pretty sure we, you saw that. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I had someone that was, uh, it was funny because it's funny how, you know, Desktop Underwriter, which is this platform that we use to run your application to obtain an approval, right? Yeah. And that's kind of done up front before it gets to a live person. Yeah. And so I had this girl, she was approved for 215 mm-hmm. using Spark Funds. Okay. Was getting a DU approved eligible. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Same person without Spark Funds <laughs> mm-hmm. at 185 was not getting an approval. Mm. Was it loan to value? Or something that they didn't like? Maybe it was a certain amount, like you didn't like loan to value? DTI was 45%. I mean, not, loan, not loan to value, but DTI, I'm sorry. Yeah. DTI was 45%. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, same credit report. Mm-hmm. The only thing that changed was the rates. Mm. You know, because there was a difference between last, re- ra- yeah. last week's rates yeah. and this week's rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she was upset at me. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy. The bad gal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was like, "Well, I'm not gonna find anything at 185." And I'm like, "There's a possibility that you may." Yeah. What, is there gonna be, you know, tons of properties at that price point on the market? Probably not. Yeah. Because it's you, investors, yeah, and every other person in the world looking for properties at that value i mean i yeah hey i got i got somebody pre-approved right now at um shoot i think it's at around 185 too and their agent out here hustling because they be sending me properties every single day and be putting offers in i mean like literally we got pre-approved um probably like two weeks ago and he didn't send the agent he didn't send me at least 10 properties that's like what in, i'm saying like so they're they're properties out I, there like, exactly yeah i, I can know. show you i can show you the i mean the agent and he literally every day he but, sends me stuff they go look at you know but this mean? particular person she you know she's she's very particular as uh-huh. to what she wants uh-huh it's always um, the ones with the tightest budget that got the the most that they want man funny how that combo always works out it's funny. <laughs> very funny it is it's very funny yeah. but Yes, so I had to be the bad guy, but I mean, unfortunately, I can't. I there's nothing that I can do about spark funds. There's nothing that I can do about the interest rates. Only yeah. thing that I can do is take what you have and use it to the best of my ability. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, In I addition agree. to her credit drop when I repulled credit, mm-hmm. a collection hit when I repulled credit. Yep. So it was kind of like this trickle effect, yeah. you know? Yeah, I hate when that happens. I don't Actually, know if it, I, I, it's not my fault, but yeah. it's I'm blamed. Yeah. No, nah, <laughs> I, I hate when that happens, but actually I'll I'll touch on another we got it's funny, this week we got a lot a lot of stuff to dive into, man. But uh I have a it's not even my scenario. So I got an agent that I work with. Um, you know, she's really, really good. Um she's newer in the business, but she's done very well in her short time. Um she has a buyer that she's working with that had already came pre-approved to her through 
another lender, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so um, the buyer had met this lender at, I think it was like at a first-time home buyer function that that particular lender had put on. So they were pretty loyal to him, you know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Um, and so, you know, normally the, the agent would try to, you know, shoot her my, you know, shoot them, shoot them my way. But um, she didn't do it because of the, situ- the circumstances, right? Oh, wait, I think so, that, that's respectful. 100%, yeah. 100%. So um, it was funny. I had a conversation with her earlier this week uh, because she was uh, getting frustrated because of just the lack of communication that oh, of the lender was given to the buyer. Um, mm-hmm. And then also to her as well, right? Because, you know. They are trying to get pre-approved, and from her understanding, they're really, really close, but um, there's just a couple things they need to work on, but he's not really clear in what those things are, and then when he says things, it keeps changing and all that. Um, and she was like, Brian, I just wish you were a part of this transaction. I feel like every time, you know, you, you're very thorough with, you know, the folks and let them know exactly what it is, you kind of speak directly to their situation. And I was like, yeah. So anyway, long story short, she sent the people to me. I spoke to them, and I pulled their information, and it's funny because... They had a kind of a situation, which you said, where they actually, their score was like right around like 600, 605. And the person actually tried to do a rescore for them, right, to get them above 620. And what happened is the people, they did what the rescore asked of them. But while that was happening, a collection, two collections popped up, right? Mm-hmm. So that actually, after they did the rescore, when they got the score back, their score actually went down. So, in a, and, that, and that was something that, you know, the the previous lender didn't explain to them what happened and why. It happened. I don't even know if he, that person knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know the lender. I, don't, I, don't, I can't speak for them. But I was able to kind of look at it and connect everything together um, and see, like, hey, this is what happened at this particular time. So this is why this happened. So even with you paying what the rescore said behind the scenes, something the rescore doesn't account for is that a collection, a brand new collection account. But it's something up. that timing has to do. So if he pulled the rescore, then he wouldn't have saw the new credit report with the collections on there. So that Correct. makes sense. Correct. And, and, yeah. that's what, and that's what I, that's basically and what I was And then if exp- you came after and pulled it, yeah. then yeah, that yeah. makes a whole yeah. lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, so that, that was the conversation I had with them um, where there's some things, like just kind of going back to what you said, sometimes there's things that is out of our control. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like we could say, hey, based on what we see and what we know right now, you could potentially do X, Y, and Z. And this will potentially do this for you, right? But if you got other things that are going on behind the scenes that have an effect on outside of what we just explained, that could also throw a wrench in what's going on. So funny because I just had this conversation with a client a couple days ago. You know, the famous, if I pull my credit, how many points does it affect it by? Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely hate that question because... There is no direct figure. Nah, what I always tell people is it's it's kind of it's kind of a joke, but it's not. <laughs> when people tell me that, I'm like, well, we pull your credit. If you got good credit, it's gonna still show good credit. It's never gonna be a situation <laughs> where if you got ba- if you got good credit and we pull your credit, it's all of a sudden be bad. Like it's you you gonna look. That's not like by us giving you a hard inquiry or pulling your credit. It's not going to change good to bad credit. Right. Your credit's going to be good before, it's going to be good after. If it's bad before, it's going to be bad after. And people kind of like, well, okay, go ahead. That was begrudgingly, yeah. oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. You can pull the credit. But I that, that's cannot how I say stand it. that question. It's yeah. like, how do we, like, how, I, I had to explain, because I had someone, I didn't say that. Yeah. But I had someone ask me a question. I was like, maybe five to ten points is what I told them. Yeah. And they were like, well, they continued to ask me questions about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, listen. I said, the reason why I don't know 
how much it will directly affect you is because at the same time that I pull credit, you can have a collection hit your account. Yeah. You can have an on-time payment or a late payment hit your account. Those yeah. are things that I can't account for. Yeah. I said, it may be a situation where I pull credit and you don't see a difference at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. we we just don't know. The way credit credit is formulated, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, where, who, have you ever seen somebody or met somebody who worked for the credit uh, bureaus? I ain't nah. never. Nah, <laughs> it's they, like they, they a ghost. secret society. Yeah, they ghost, man. <laughs> I've ne- that, that's actually funny you say that. I've never, and I've been associated. Have you ever seen like a job posting nah. about that? <laughs> Nah, they keep that like job who, internal, dog. Like, <laughs> who is out here that's making the, this formula? Whoever knows the formula for credit, <laughs> I need to meet them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a reason why it's never. You never hear people who work with, you know, Experian or TransUnion. But they like the CIA. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> exclusive. I would exclusive. love to yeah. meet someone who works for the credit bureau who. Who's a part of that calculation? Yeah, yeah. Who putting the numbers in? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Who actually dialing them numbers in, who, dog? Can we yeah. have the calculation, yeah, please? Yeah, Can we have the the, the what is it the uh, the algorithm? Yes. Yeah. Can we have the algorithm, please? Yes, yeah. because and, and my thing is, is that like top secret? Is it like nah? Do you but have you to have, have a again, high level security clearance right, to know that? Right, right, right. <laughs> it seems that way. It does. It so seems that way. I don't because know if that that's is the fact, one thing that ain't never been leaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same with these hackers. Yeah. These hackers be hacking into stuff, but nobody hacks into the dang old student loan yeah. database. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody hacks. Anybody yeah. erasing the things we need to yeah, erase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all hacking into Target. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead and hack into those student loans. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you on that one for sure, man. Oh, man. Yeah, but we had... um. So, yeah, we, we you know, credit issues and... um. Uh, debt to income ratio issues this yeah. past week has been ridiculous. Then I have one lady. She's approved for more, but she's like, "Nope, I only want I only want one fifty. I'm gonna find something. I'm just I just want one fifty. <laughs> she's standing on business. She's standing on business. She is standing on business. She's like, "Don't approve me for any more." <laughs> hey, look, ain't nothing wrong with somebody know what they want, man. I I, I mean, it, it's it's. It's. I mean, it depends on what she's looking for, though. If it's going to actually meet the 150 criteria, but I, um, so she sent me her current address, or I looked up her current address. You know how everything's online nowadays. Yeah. So I looked at the condition of where she is. Yeah. And based on her expectations, I mean, based on her current conditions of her living, I think that she's well within her expectations. Okay. I okay. think that she's right That's on good. point. That's good, Dan. Okay. But it be the people. Yeah. <laughs> that want a fully renovated house. Oh yeah, yeah. But can't don't want to pay the the bill. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I always I have I have this conversation with people all the time, man. You know, uh, a lot of times, especially people in the circumstances you just mentioned, Sophia, where it's like not that they're limited; it's just that they're in, my, in their mind they want to spend a certain amount. Maybe they want to have their monthly payment be a certain amount, so therefore they want to stay at a certain price point. And it's always like that middle area where it ends up going right because you know, let's say you know you pre-approve somebody for. 300,000, right? Bring that number back again. We haven't spoke about that in a while. So 300,000. And then let's say the person says, hey, I want to stay at 225 because at 225, I'm comfortable with my payment being mm-hmm. there, right? It's funny because they always start looking at houses at 225, then they get frustrated because but they're not finding something that's within where they want to be on a monthly basis. And then 
you know, they always end up finding something that's probably like right in the middle, you know, maybe around like 260, 270. And that's kind of where they always end up landing. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny how that dynamic. And it's like I always coach them up front and tell them that that's what's going to happen. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then it's like once it they happens. end up finding a, happen, that find a house, that's typically what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's normally it's actually normally closer to the top of their budget than it is closer to where they want to be monthly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because once you start – but I understand sometimes people, you got to – you know, that's the old thing. You got to touch the stove to see if it's hot. You know, <laughs> you got to actually – you know, see it for yourself, see what's out there, and see that, hey, it's not realistic that you're going to find the something. the stove to see if it's hot, boy. Yeah, yeah. You better rob your dad. <laughs> <laughs> better rob my dad, what you mean? Yeah, that, was, that sounds like an old saying. Oh, yeah, that is an old saying. <laughs> Matter of fact, shout out to my dad. Today's his birthday, too. Oh, so happy shout birthday. Out, yeah, shout out to my pops, man. I'm going to see him later, so that, that's what's up. So, But, yeah, I'll be around my be around my dad today. I ain't been around him in a little bit, but I'll be around him a little bit later today. But, um, but yeah, but, yeah, you know, I got old sayings for days, man. <laughs> But honestly, them old sayings, man, like, you laughing, but them joints, like, they, it, like, 60, 70 years later, them joints still resonate to me, anyway. I, I mean, it gives you a my lot ma- of... My mom used to say, uh, it was this one saying, she used to say, you, um, you ain't got a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of. She used oh, to wow. say that all the time. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> when somebody was broke. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> she coming for the neck with that one. Dang. <laughs> I used to be like, what? Say, you got a, I always heard this. You got a, you ain't got a pot to piss in, period. Like, she went to, to throw it out the in window. In a joint. window to throw it out now. Dang. She <laughs> really going for nothing. it. You ain't got nothing. Dang. That hurt my feelings. That hurt my feelings hearing you say it. I used to die laughing when she, I remember when she first said it and I was old enough to understand, like, she was really coming for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. But um, but yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it, uh, another thing I'll bring up. I know we've had. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. We had um, one of our tax uh, partners come and uh, spoke um, about just kind of different things tax wise that's you know going on and some of the changes and just how taxes and real estate you know are intertwined. Yeah. Um. So I got a guy that I'm helping right now, and you know something that I want to make sure people understand, especially for folks that are either self-employed or on a Schedule C, um, a lot of times, you know, you're going to probably owe for taxes, right? Because if you haven't, if, you know, if you haven't paid taxes throughout the year on the income that you've earned, you're going to have to pay it come tax time, right? Absolutely. And so um, what I've been running into and what I've seen just over the years and just with this particular situation is kind of, you know, top of mind is that, you know, that information is very important when it comes to us, you know, helping you buy a house because, you know, if you owe the IRS money, um, we need to know exactly what are the terms of that that payment arrangement because that payment arrangement is something that is going to be um, you know reviewed when it comes to you buying a house, right? So you're going to have obviously in most cases a monthly obligated payment to pay back this debt that you have acquired either for that particular year or even over a multitude of years. Um, so you know, I just want to put that out there because, you know, I have a particular uh, person I'm working with right now. And that was something that wasn't brought to the forefront, at least not all the information until like when we knee deep in, in the situation. So we're now trying to maneuver and trying to work around it the best way we can. But um, just being very upfront with, you know, where you're, where you stand when it comes to the IRS, do you owe them money? Do you have a monthly payment arrangement going on? Um, Do you owe money just for last year or do you owe money for the last six years? Like that's something that, you know, it's very important information that you can't just like not not speak to us because we honestly don't know 
you know, we only are limited to the information you provide us. So when we get a document like your tax return um, or your bank statement, we can only see what's going on right now. Um, and so some of these questions we don't really we can't really ask unless we know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, well, <clears throat> I think so I, in this particular in most situations when it comes to that, what you're saying, it's not a matter of we don't really know. It's a matter of, yes, we're going to find out. So just right. be upfront yeah. with your situation because yeah. we have to document everything. Yeah. And in this particular situation, this person owed taxes, right? Yeah. And so we're going to ask for, okay, if you owe, that means you're paying on it. Okay, give me give me the monthly payment. Yeah. And then once you give us that installment payment, it opens up yeah. a new can of worms, yeah. right? Yeah. So you might as well just be upfront. It's not like we're not going to find out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's just the relationship between buyer and lender. I feel like sometimes, and I'm pretty sure you probably can you feel this as well. I don't know. I'm a guy. Maybe it's different coming from no, a woman. But a lot of lying. times, yeah, they be lying. <laughs> and it's like, it's, 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 it's a situation where it's like, hey, you know, we're working with you. It's not like. Not against yeah, you. Yeah, not against you. Yeah. So I feel like it's like, there's like a, almost like a friction between like, hey, I don't want to give them everything or tell them the full story because I don't not I do not not want them to get you know this loan to get the house. There's right? an intimidation. So factor. yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's like ah, like if I say this, is this really gonna bite me? Right. Yeah. Versus just saying it so we can kind of figure it out yeah. because we can you know, maneuver around. Yeah, because the know. worst part is finding it out a week before, or a day before, or five days before you're supposed to close, and then everybody in the transaction is impacted, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you don't know if the sellers are depending on this particular sale to, you know, yep. move them, you know, across the country or wherever. So, um, you know, those decisions that you make when it comes to us asking for information or you withholding information could very well impact a lot that you are probably not even thinking about. It, you know? It's so bad, guys, to where I'll ask a person all the questions up front, Right. And then let's say later on in the transaction, we need something. Like, I remember one time I needed reserves. And this lady told me she banked at one place. Well, hold on. Explain what reserves are. Just for people who may not understand what reserves are. Don't you do? So reserves is a, is, an, is a certain amount of money that is held in your account after you close. So it's just basically a savings that you have, right? Yeah. And so sometimes when you're buying a house... The underwriter may say, okay, you're approved, but we want to see a certain dollar figure in your account that you have saved with your own earned income. Every now and again, they may allow things like your retirement um, and, and funds that you have put into that retirement, stocks and things like that. But it's all um, program specific. So every program has different requirements. But... Yeah. Ultimately, it's a savings account. So they want to see that you're not depleting your funds to buy this house, right? Yeah. yeah. So I had a person who um, got under contract. And sometimes with approval, if something in your application changes while you're under contract, that can change your approval. Just because you're under contract doesn't mean that you can just go out and do whatever you want to do. Correct. You know, we got to keep the application practically the same until you close. And then once you close, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. But up until then, you have to keep your application within, I would say, what? It's a certain amount of time. Yeah. I mean, a, a certain 
um, you have to keep it within the same amount, yeah. right? Okay. So this person, she told me she didn't have any money besides this one account. But then some things changed in her application with, I think it was her credit. We had to repull credit because <clears throat> after 120 days, that credit report expires and then we have to repull credit. So yeah. if you are a buyer that took 100 days to find your house and then we need 30 days to close, well, that's going to put you at 130 days. So we have to repull credit during the transaction. So we did and her credit scores dropped. So then she had to have reserves, right? So I was like, oh, man, like, what are we going to do? She ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was like definitely freaking out. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me just call and ask mm-hmm. if you got some money on the side. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it's something that you didn't disclose to me. I yeah. called her. She had $10,000 in the account she didn't want her husband to know about. <laughs> Apparently she didn't want you to know about it either. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> She was like, so we ain't got to touch that money, right? I was like, no. Why did you tell me about this? Yo, people, people funny, man. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Oh but, I goodness. mean, she saved herself. Thank God yeah, she yeah, had yeah. this account. Yeah. Kudos to you saving, girl. Yeah. But don't lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I told you, I don't know what just the dynamic of. I feel like there's, I don't know, man. I think that's something that, again, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm a... Um, Getting older, I think I'm obviously be. I mean, I've been doing this for my whole life, so I'm gonna be doing this obviously until I stop working. Um, but I, I, there's some things that I want to do in this industry that I feel like can be done a little bit better, and that's something. Just I don't know as far as the relationship when it comes to the lender and the buyer and the yeah. industry, the amount of trust I guess that's involved because <laughs> like that is that like those things and those stressors. Like, that should just not happen. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. But I feel like there's something that we can maybe do differently. Maybe we can brief them in a different way or just kind of have an understanding <laughs> something. I don't know, man. I feel like there's something that I'm going to put myself, you know, in to, to try to make sure that that happens moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. It's that crazy. is so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. But, yeah, that yeah. that particular situation happened to me, and I just was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, Thank God that we were able to move forward because yeah. had you not had that money. Yeah, you probably want to get the house, man. I mean, we would have figured it out. Yeah, Look, yeah. We was on the contract. We, we would have figured it out. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. just made the transaction so, so much, much easier. Yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I didn't have to like drop <laughs> you to the PayPal to yeah, get the yeah. transaction to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I know um, uh, something that I saw on social media um, that I wanted to touch on is a lot of people... <clears throat> They really don't understand the difference between, um, what is it, the list price and home value. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And we always talk about equity. We always bring that up like, oh, my God, equity is great. Equi- you, you know, you if you buy a house, you know, in a few years you're going to have equity, right? Yeah. But at the beginning, when you first purchase the home, the house is listed for a certain amount. But then the value of your home can be different yeah. from that list amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um I wanted to just touch base on that and kind of if you have any examples, yeah, you know, bring them up. But yeah, yeah, I mean, um, it is a conversation that I have a lot um, with people, you know, that are buying, especially first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very pro on you know buying real estate um, because of you know the the equity and the wealth that's involved that you know goes and grows over time. Um, but yeah, just understanding like, hey, a list price is simply what 
a house is listed. So when you have a house that's for sale, in most situations, either uh, an agent, a real estate agent or realtor is listing the house for sale, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they typically do their homework um, and and come up with the price. Them and the seller will sit there and figure out exactly what they feel that the house could sell for. um, And that's their opinion. Um, based on, you know, typically comps, you know, the condition of the house. A lot of times um, I've been in situations where the seller has a lot of influence on that. So sometimes sellers feel that they can sell their house or list their house for more than what it's actually worth, mm-hmm. right, or what the value is. Um, so that list price could be one thing, and then the actual um, appraised value uh, could be something different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the appraised value is simply, you know, a, a professional, an appraiser, who goes out and looks at the home um, and then also looks at the comps of the home and has, um, they give their opinion of value, not based on anything other than the information the and the data. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times when it comes to a list price, there's a lot of um, opinion involved, not not necessarily opinion in the same manner as an appraiser, but an opinion involved because, you know, a seller may have had the house for 15 years and you know, they, their kids grew up there, and and they used to, this this specific this specific garden used to grow tomatoes, and they put so much sentimental value on it, which it doesn't really give the same type of value when it comes to the actual value of the home itself, right? Exactly. So the list price, in uh, in some cases, sometimes you'll you have times where the list price is is the exact same as the uh, appraised value or the value mm-hmm. of the house. It's a lot of the um, times. Yeah, it's it, like it does. That, it does. It does happen a lot of times, but. Um, there are times where um, the list price um, is not the actual value of the home, and sometimes it's not even close. You yeah. Know, based upon how you, that person who's listing the house, what information are they basing that off of? Mm-hmm. Right. Is that really information that um, an appraiser is going to take a look into, and um, and also to you know say that that's something that they're going to use for their opinion and their determination of what the value of that particular property is. Yeah. yeah. So you all you want to make sure that you don't get lost in what the listing price is and what the value is. Because yeah. sometimes you could be in a situation where you go, you're looking online through your real estate agent's database, and it has the list price. But then once the appraisal is done, you may walk into that home with equity. But it can also happen in reverse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there could can be a situation where you make an offer, and you offer what the listing price was, And that appraiser goes out to that home and they deem the value of that property less than what it was listed for based on the comps in that area. So you have to be prepared for either way. Yeah. You know, there are different things that are are set in place for a situation where the value comes in low. Yeah. Um, As the lender, we do have a few different options that the seller and buyer can choose from to move forward within that transaction. but. Always being prepared and knowing that there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. Now there's definitely a difference. And just because it's listed for that amount doesn't mean that that's the actual value. Correct. Yeah. Anytime you're getting a, a mortgage on a property, um, the lending institution is going to require an appraisal. Yeah. You know. I mean, Absolutely. Because they're not going to just lend based on the listing agent or the seller's opinion no. of what they think the house should be sold mm-hmm. for. Like there's going to be a non-biased third person yeah. um, who's going to come in and give their determination of value just to make sure that, you know, the home is being lent to at the value of what the home is actually valued. And if you're if you're a homeowner and or if you are looking at a particular home in a certain neighborhood, it's so easy to just find a couple houses that sold in that area. Yeah. 
to kind of give you a at least an estimate as to what the value of the home is going to be. It may not be spot on, but if you know you're living in a neighborhood where the homes are 300000 but yet you invested, you know, a certain amount of money to think that your value now is going to put you at 400000 chances are very low. Correct. Yeah. They're not impossible, but they're very low. Yeah, yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's why I say it's always, because again, when, when you know, a lot of times when people are listing their house to be sold, you know, they're placing value or they're just looking at, even if they have the the same information that the appraiser is looking at, you may just look at it in a different way because this is your property, mm-hmm. right? The appraiser is going to come in there. They have no ties to the property. Nope. They're strictly going to make their opinion based on that information. They are. If you could look at three comps and then say, hey, well, my kitchen looks better than this person, right? But that's your opinion. Like, you know, it, it may it may just be very similar. Like, you know, maybe this kitchen has a couple of things, but your kitchen lacks this, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you kind of look at the totality of the situation and not have that emotional tie to the situation, you guys are pretty much the same, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, a person who's, you know, selling a house may say, hey, well, we should list mine $10,000 more because, you know, I have this and this one doesn't have that, right? Well, that may be the case. Well, this house may have this and you may not have that. So you got to kind of look at all the different aspects of that. Um, and that's why a lot of times, you know, you just got to, you know, pay attention to that when it comes to if you're trying to sell a home or just understanding the difference between list um, price and then also the actual value of the home. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing that I want to talk, we like I said, guys, we got so much to talk <laughs> about. Another yeah. thing that I want to touch on for my first time home buyers is just a reminder that you're buying a house, right? And so what that means is that you are now responsible for any and everything that happens with this property. Yeah. So if you know, hey, I want to be a homeowner. You don't even have to be ready to buy, but I want to be a homeowner. You need to start getting your contractors in order. So you need to make sure you know someone who can do some of the handyman work in the house. Or you need to start saving so you can get these things done. Because I had someone who bought a house, past home inspection, past every inspection that they could possibly have. And you know when you know the outlets that are by the sink in the kitchen, those yeah, special GFCI. Yes, yeah, yeah. the GFCI mm-hmm. outlets. They clicked on it and then it it like shut down. Mm. Okay. They click the little button that's mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that's supposed to turn it on and off. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. And that was something that wasn't caught or maybe it, it, it was working properly at the time. And they bought the house. This happened like two, three days later. Mm-hmm. So as a homeowner, you can't you can't call the seller back and say, hey, because <laughs> yeah. now you own the property. It doesn't matter if you owned it for 24 hours. Yep. Right. So now you've owned the property and then they had to pay to get that fixed. Yeah. So when we speak on things like reserves. This is the reason why lenders want you to have reserves is because when things come up that are unexpected and it's an emergency and it needs to be taken care of right away, those reserves are going to help you. Yeah. They're going to help you in certain situations when you need to fix something on the house, especially if you just closed. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and, um, something I also want to touch on, too. Um, I know we talked about it when it first um I guess was put out there where now on conventional purchases, 
Um, for people who are buying a multifamily home, um, you can put down 5% for owner occupancy. Yeah, that's um, so, awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So I know, I think it changed towards the end of last year, I want to say. It was a couple months ago, right? When in like December, November's time frame or January? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I know it was no, within the last couple was, months, right? Wasn't I think it? it was a little bit before, like, the holidays. Okay. okay. I within say, the last, let's say within the last four to six months. Then, which was, a, it was a huge change, though, yeah. because yeah. before, when you purchase a multifamily, you had to put down at least, what, 25%? So 25% if you were buying it for investment purposes. Okay. But if you were buying it for primary use, 15%. it was 15%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 15%. So um, they made the change now because... When people were buying, and, you know, multifamily is definitely something that a lot of folks have been looking into more, I would say, over the last mm -hmm. five to ten years than prior to um, because of the investment piece that's involved with the multifamily unit. Um, so what happens is now you're able to put down 5% if, you, mm -hmm. if your intention is to occupy one of the units. And so one of the reasons that um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac has, has allowed that is because the lack of people being able to put down that 15%, because uh, a lot of times multifamilies are purchased by first-time homebuyers, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're sharing living spaces, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just kind of a way to help, you know, when it comes to those costs, becoming a homeowner. And so um, I have a buyer that I'm helping right now in Charlotte who um, we were looking at his options and everything, and uh, he put an offer on a house, shoot, I think it was yesterday, last mm -hmm. night, um, on a multifamily home, a duplex. And the uh, typically in most cases... You know, from us, I know, you know, beforehand, I don't even recall any time I've helped somebody who's put 15% down as a, a home buyer who was buying it to, you know, owner occupy Because most people, they would just go FHA because FHA allows 3.5%, you know what I'm saying? Or they would go VA if they had the VA eligibility. Um, so most people just don't do that, right, as owner occupant. They don't have 15% to do that. Um, so anyway, with the 5% now being, you know, something that you can do, it was pretty cool because... You know, I was able to get him pre-approved. He was able to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to have that investment piece. Um, he's new to Charlotte. He just moved down there for a job. Um, and so he was like, all right, this is perfect. It's cool. Uh, and then the agent, the listing agent, called me last night and was like, hey, I see the letter says conventional. It only has 5% down. Is this something that can really be done? Because he was still familiar with the way things were. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, it changed. And I kind of gave him a round about how when it changed the last couple months or whatever. And so he was impressed. And so that alone, I believe, I haven't gotten the word yet because this was just last night, but I think that he has a good chance of getting that home because, you know, most cases when a seller or a listing agent goes over, you know, multiple offer situations, conventional and FHA, if you have an offer with both of those in, in there or even a VA, um, conventional is typically looked at as like the, the more seamless process, the seamless yeah, underwrite. it's the non-government-based yeah, loan. Exactly. So, you so know, I, anything that is affiliated with the government is going to have a little bit. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> little something attached to it, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, a little bit more risk there. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, that just left an impression on the listing agent. I know, um, you know, him being able to say that to the seller, that's going to leave an impression on them. And, and just the knowledge of me understanding and knowing that change you know, is probably going to be the difference between him getting that home and not getting that home, Absolutely. right? You know, and also saving his pockets. I mean, because he actually, the guy has a good amount of money. I think he may have 15% saved up, but, you know, this allows him to not have to put all that money, you know, down as a down payment, mm -hmm. which, I mean, it's not a bad thing because it's just going to your equity. But, you know, he's able to maybe put that money into different things or maybe buy another house, you know, sooner than what he could later on, yeah. you know? So, Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was pretty, uh, thought that was pretty cool, too.
Yeah, that is that is that's yeah. actually really nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that he was able. You know, he was able to make the offer and he stood out. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all about. That's what it's about. When you're making offers on properties and you know it's a multi-offer situation, what? How is your offer going to stand out to amongst the others? Yeah, yeah. And that is a good way yeah. to stand out amongst the others. So. I feel like now we need to talk a little BS because we've we <laughs> deep dove into mortgage this time. Yeah. So now we got to talk about a, a little bit of BS. So earlier you mentioned that you and um, Brooke went to Yard seafood. House and yeah. Illegal seafood. Right. Yeah. So okay. I know that in the past few months there has been this big thing about this girl who got mad because the guy was taking her to Cheesecake Factory. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I heard about on their that. date. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. now he. <laughs> He was taking her to Cheesecake Factory because she took so long to get dressed and they missed their reservation for the original. Oh, okay. Restaurant. I didn't even know that whole the whole story. I thought that's where they was going. I thought it was the, the, no, the initial No, no. She was taking a long time to get ready. He okay. said he stood he stood outside her home. For an hour waiting for her to get dressed. Uh, I want to start there. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's what I I was like. (laughs) Yeah. Not only did you take an hour to get ready past the time. But you're a woman though. Y'all won't y'all won't be taking a long time, man. Absolutely. I I look, I I can attest that yes, that is true. Yeah. But taking a long time to get ready. And making sure you start in enough time to be ready is two different things. Yeah, for sure. Two different things. If yeah. I know I got to be somewhere at 5, then I need to start getting ready at 2.33 o'clock. Dang. If, if I know. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying. If I know that I'm a person that takes a long oh, time true, to get true, dressed. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I know that. Yeah. I can't start getting ready at 4.15 if yeah. I know I got to be somewhere at 5. If I know that I'm a person that takes a long time to get dressed. Yeah. That, that it, They don't even. Yeah. It doesn't even make that's sense. That, that's that second level thinking. Yeah. I told you a lot of times people just, they don't think about the next thing. Like right. they just think about, hey, I got a gear five, so I'm just going to start getting ready at a close time. They're not going to think about Now, about can themselves. I get ready? Can I start getting ready at 415 to be somewhere at five? Yes, absolutely. And still look nice. But not everybody can do that. Excuse me. Okay. I mean, it's true. I feel you. Because I, I mean, I don't, I don't always wear makeup, so I can yeah. literally just put some nice clothes on and walk out the door. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. There's some women who live by makeup. Like, they can't, they won't let nobody outside of their household see them without makeup. Yeah. That is a fact. I've, I've seen <laughs> And, I've seen and that to do too. makeup is about 30 to 45 minutes if you're really putting your makeup together. So I can understand it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, that's just insane. But moving forward, when it comes to Cheesecake Factory, what do you think? What do I think about, like, what? Like, like is that a good, if, if, if you met somebody... And they said no. Cheesecake factory. Cheesecake factory is not a good restaurant. It's like below them, basically. Yeah. Like it's beneath them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think cheesecake factory is fine. Like I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a foodie. I like nice restaurants. Like I, I normally anytime I travel, I go to the nicest restaurant that I can find in that low in that area. You know, and try to you know, um, you know, eat there or whatever. But um, yeah, if I'm like a first date or something and we're going out to eat Cheesecake Factory, I think it's actually like a good first date. Yeah, I okay. think it's like actually slightly above average <laughs> personally. Like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? Like, 
Okay, so okay. Is that, I mean, so but again, I'm a rate, guy. I'm a guy. If though, you had so to rate what, restaurants, your, boy, I'm sorry. If you had to rate restaurants, is cheesecake does Cheesecake Factory fall in the same category as like Red Lobster? No, it's above that. It's above Red Lobster. Okay. 100%. Okay. Yeah, way above, way above Red Lobster. Okay, I'm just asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Red Lobster, like when I was young, Red Lobster was like the place that yeah. was the luxury restaurant, yeah, right? Yeah, but see, like I I don't look at that no more like that. Like I look at Red Lobster is kind of like is really like like Applebee's, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like your next door type of, TG, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that type of thing. But yeah. yeah, I would say like like Red Lobster to me is like this. If you want to do like a, a one to ten scale, like that's like two. two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you got like then like then I'll even say like a place like Outback. You know that's a step above that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like yeah, Outback yeah, or Long, yeah. was it Longhorn yeah. Steakhouse uh-huh. or something like that? Like them places? They like four. They like four. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then I would say Cheesecake's probably like six, seven, like around there. So I feel like it's like, <laughs> okay. yeah, it's like around there. You okay. laughing? Are you, are you no, I agree with, with everything you right. said. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was off for something. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was just laughing. Yeah. Because so I mean, for me, I think on a, I feel like, you know, on a first date, you want to bring somebody to something that's slightly above average. Like, you don't want to, like, take them to something, like, crazy. You know what I'm saying? I've actually done that before, um, and it wasn't good. So you don't want to take them somewhere crazy, but you also, I mean, you want to leave an impression. Like, you don't want to take them somewhere where it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like a two for 20. Like, you want to take them somewhere where it's, like, right in the middle. I feel like Cheesecake is actually, like, the perfect type of place for that. For me, right, I don't know, maybe I'm, like, maybe I'm low budget, but... I feel like a first date is it, it should be something even lower than cheesecake. Oh, like I sweet. feel like maybe like a coffee date or like we go get lunch somewhere. Like okay. and cheesecake is a place where you can go get lunch. Don't get me wrong, but to me that's like I need to be able to see if I like you enough to go to dinner with you and dress up and yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to date. I've been out of the dating world for a minute. But well, me too, but, I, but I guess I'm, I'm looking older at than you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been married for almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, but I, I mean, I, I still feel like, I don't know. I feel like I, maybe I know you always joke I'm old school. I feel like you still like that first date. I know from a man's perspective, again, I don't know. I know you're a woman. So typically the man is doing something and, you know, wants to leave in a, a you know, they say first impression first is important, impression, right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, being able to take a woman and go somewhere that's slightly above average and have a good time, have good vibes, as they call it. Um, <laughs> I think vibes. that that's, I don't know, I think that that's something that a woman would probably look at. Yeah. But, but I mean, Maybe that's what she was looking at. But yeah. yeah, that whole expensive, like, I remember even when I got, when I first was dating James, I went to, we went to lunch. Was the first, like, I guess, uh, maybe it was, I guess your definition of what a date is. But to me, if y'all go somewhere together, that's a date, in a, in a sense. Yeah, see, I, I, I guess I'm looking. Time. Yes, yes. See, but I, I guess it's different. That's like because, a mini date. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. Cause see, I, <laughs> a date date. For me, a date is something that you actually, like, prepare for. And I feel like a lunch, it's kind of like, I mean, you could prepare for a lunch, but it's not. It's not, not the same. It's not the same to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I went yeah. to lunch, and then the first time yeah. when but I to me going that, to lunch and going on a date is two different things. Okay. Now, if y'all are together, y'all can go on a date for lunch. Okay. But like, if you're just, I'm talking about a like y'all, when y'all are already like together. But if you're like, you are like, one of y'all are courting each other or whatever. And for my mind, courting each other. Okay. So yeah, or one of y'all like are interested in the person. Yeah. Like I feel like, like a date. 
Like it's something that typically happens in the in evening. In the evening time. time. Yeah, yeah. That's just kind okay. of, you know, it's okay. more ceremonial. So then our, our first so then our first date was at an expense. It was at Prime 112 in Miami. There you go. First date, I guess. There if you go. if you say restaurant date, yeah. yes. Yeah, there you that go. That was the first date. But I mean, there was stuff that we did before then that I would consider a date. I feel like we went to lunch one time because that was the place I wanted to go to. Yeah. Then we went to like watch a game at like this place in um, in Brickle, and it was like an outdoor area where it was a bunch of different restaurants, and they had like this huge patio, and then they played this game on a Megatron against a building, mm-hmm. and you could watch the game outside, and it was like places that was there was like beer and burgers, and yeah. you know, hang out, do nothing, chill type of thing, mm-hmm. and to me, that happened in the evening time. Yeah. I think it was basketball season, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure because it was kind of like in the summer-ish. Yeah, that's basketball season. Yeah, basketball yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. To me, those are kind of like dates too, but this was t- 10 years ago. You know, now yeah. it's different. But Yeah, I mean, I, I, just think, girls, I, I just think it's about how the how – the, um, how the whole approach goes and how the whole conversation goes. Like, all of that stuff – there's different variables into into that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's because you can if like I, I feel like sometimes if a guy knows, like if a guy knows that the woman is interested in them, they don't have to necessarily try to like impress try. as much as far as like Maybe. take them to That's like true. you know take them to somewhere. That is but true. But from you know so the lately because I read the book The Forty Eight Powers of Law, very very good book for everybody to read out there. Okay. This explains just like naturally. The, the 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 tug of war of power that goes on on your day to day life that you probably don't even recognize like the the power between you and your children you and your spouse you and your coworkers I mean your family like it's 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 really good book really okay. good book but um I have to get that one yeah yeah it's definitely a pillar book there I, I would say but uh but anyway like when you're coming from a place of like hey you know you're trying to again that's why I said court or you know whatever to, you know, man or woman, however you want to go about it, like, you're going to try to leave that impression. But if it's just some situation where you both are, like, feeling each other and you just want to, like, spend time to see if like if, if it actually could work, you can go do that anywhere. Anywhere, like you right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Because where but, did you and B go? The very first time y'all met up, where y'all go? Yard house. Okay. Yard house. I, I, but I feel yard house is, like, that's date night. I mean, yard house is, like, it's... it's I would say it's basically like Cheesecake Factory for me. I mean, I, I would say maybe I may have Cheesecake Factory at six and Yard House at five, maybe. Like, but it's pretty similar. Wait, what? Okay. Yeah, what? remember we were talking about like the six numbers. Six and five. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like I, oh, oh, yeah. oh! I thought you was talking about six and five p.m. I'm like. Oh no, nah, no! Nah. I was talking about just like you know <laughs> okay. you're rating the numbers like okay. restaurants. Yeah, yeah, I said Cheesecake's okay. like a six. I would say Yard House is is teetering between a five and a six. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's a nice, you know. Got good food, like the ambiance. They play the music. I mean, it's TVs. Yeah. I mean, it's you know they got nice you know bar set up, nice little lounge, uh, not lounge, but uh, what do you call them? The um, I don't know what high top tables, and then they got the uh, booths. You know, what I mean, it's nice intimate setting. The lights go the, lower yeah. at nighttime. I mean, it's, okay. it sets the mood. I mean, it's definitely a nice date atmosphere. But okay. uh, but yeah, we went. I think we went though. We went a little. It was a little earlier though. We went at like um. Or not early. It was like right out when you get off of work. It's kind of like happy hours, hours. It went like like five thirty. You know okay. what I mean? I literally left work across my, the street. My, yeah, yeah, my office was across the street, and I think she had got off work too. And I was like, "Hey, let's just go there because it's literally right across the street from where I work." Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so but I mean, yeah, to me, to me that place, to me, that place yeah, to me that place was like a perfect, like, I wanted to make an impression. I, I didn't want to say, hey, let's go to, you know, I don't know, Jimmy John's, you know what I'm saying? You know, but, you know, I, I, but I mean, it was like, it was right across the street. It was, it was, it was a centralized local place. Um, yeah. I, I remember she had told me she liked drinking beer. Like that was something that she likes, like craft beer. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I, that, it showed that I would listen to what she was saying. Yard house liked. sell beer? They got yeah. a lot of beer? That's what a yard is, is a, is a beer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't drink. You beer, never so. seen them them talk? Well, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. drink beer, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. attract me. So like, if I, if I walk into Yard House, I'm not looking for their beer. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. And matter of fact, speak of that, when I went to Yard House this, like I said, this past Saturday, um, you know, where I end up just walking downstairs from the West into um during Yard the house, award ceremony. Yeah. Um, I every time I've ever been, so complete opposite. You say every time I've been to Yard House, which has been, I mean, dozens of times over the years, mm-hmm. I've only had beer when I've had like a drink there, right? It's been beer because that's just what they're known for. They have mm-hmm. so many different varieties of them. So this time I actually got a cocktail for the very first time there. It was called something forty or something. It, it basically had Woofer Reserve in it. It had like mm-hmm. this lemonade or some type of like you know sour in it or whatever. And um, it was it was great. It was really really good. So I was just shocked. I've never every time I've been to Yard House, it's been like I don't always drink there, but if I do, it's always a beer. And that was my first time having a cocktail, and it was really really good. Like nice. really really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think we're gonna um, wrap things up. Yeah. We do yeah. appreciate you listening to our podcast. You can follow me on social media, Instagram and Facebook at SKB underscore mortgage. Yep. And you can uh, follow me. I'm Brian underscore Royster. It's B-R-Y-A-N. And uh, shout out to my 49ers. We're going to take that Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we will see you next week. See you next week.